0: On this episode, John Maddox sits down with Fund Loan's account executive, Alexander Inda. The two speak about Alexander's recent $8.8 million funding, appraisal disparity in the jumbo loan space, why you should text your account executive at weird times, and much more.
1: Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. Listen in as CEO
0: John Maddox of Fund Loans reveals tips, secrets, and origination ideas to fill your pipeline with million-dollar opportunities. All right, welcome to the podcast. And we're here with Alex, our top producer at Fund Loans, last month, and I think probably most months, right? Well, recently I've been on a good streak, I'll say. I'd say it was a good streak. I, I've seen your paycheck, so I know you've been on a good streak. <laughs> um, you do some big loans, right? I mean, I know uh, that's what we do. That's what we specialize in, non-QM. We specialize in jumbo, even some jumbo A. But, you know really my opinion of non-QM, the, the word non-QM is really, it's a terrible name, right? It's like someone thought, how can we not say, you know, it's not subprime, but how can we not say non-prime, not subprime? Uh, let's come up with some, you know, crazy non-QM type of name. And, and it's really not representative of what we're doing because we're all, we are qualifying people and we're they are qualified, but I understand non-QM comes from the Dodd-Frank and all you know the stuff that the QM uh, represents. But what is your definition of non-QM?
1: Yeah, I would say non was probably like a lazy way of labeling it when that first came out.
0: Yeah. Uh I would say so.
1: To, uh, but you know, it, it's crazy in, in the majority of the files you'll see anything from, you know, 20 to 100 document pages in a file. Mm-hmm. Um, because we really do take an extensive look at these borrowers uh, to ensure that they do they do qualify for a mortgage. Right. So, you know, a lot of times I think it's even more of a qualified mortgage in some. Yeah. Um some of the products that are out there, like in, in the traditional sense, but uh, because we, we do a full scope, you know. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, these
0: are great loans, and you know, and we grind it every day, making them work. That's right. That's right. So, let's talk about the the biggest loan you just closed. Yeah, it Eight. Was a,
1: yeah, it was an 8.8 million dollar loan, um, just shy of 8.9 million. Uh, you know, it, and of course, it was tough to get by. You know, every lender out there wanted it.
0: Um, every lender out there tried, you know, as you know, you told me right after we <laughs> yeah. closed it. Yeah, we heard some stories that some other uh, lenders had tried to do the loan and they couldn't do it. So, so it's nice to hear, you know, when you we get something done and others can't do.
1: Yeah, it's, exactly. a good, it's a good
0: feeling. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you can make that
1: call to the broker and saying, hey. You know, we're good, we funded it. You yep. know, he, he's ecstatic. He's like, all right, let's do the next, you know, jumbo, super jumbo loan with you guys. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, great income um, in the Orange County area, um, as you could probably uh, assume in that area, but uh, a great house. Had and a pretty good LTV, it was like 47, right? I'm yeah, sorry. just shy, 50% loan of value. Mm-hmm. Um, Owner occupied, you know, single family. Um, But, uh, but yeah, the borrower had three different businesses. I mean, qualified using all of his business bank statements. That's great. Yeah.
0: I know you put a lot of work into it too. You know, it's, uh, it's not, it's not, it's interesting when you see like, you know, most, most loans, I think that most lenders do are probably an average loan size of like three or 400,000, right? Like that's just, or even lower 250, 300, um, what is it like to focus and just work on big jumbo loans? I know you work on, you do some smaller loans too, but I think your average loan size is a million or more or something like that, right? Yeah, definitely. And
1: I definitely, you know, take it all
0: in, you know? Yeah, That's you're sure. not going to be a snob. and Like, sorry, we don't want your 300,000. I mean, we we do have a cutoff, but right. for our,
1: bro- our tier one brokers,
0: we'll take anything usually. Right, but.
1: right. and, and, You'll be surprised, you know, as many brokers as I uh, have sending me one million plus jumbo loans, you know, they'll have a client who, or a referral saying, hey, would you do this, you know, three three 345, you know, all day. Yeah. Um, essentially, once you once you get it down and get your guidelines down in the programs, you're just kind of like copy and paste to other files and other borrower situations. Yes, there's always gonna be a small difference in each file, mm-hmm. um, and you're never gonna know unless you ask the question, hey, Right. You know, why is this, why, what else can you tell me about this bank statement loan or, or what have you? And by getting that full picture, you're easily able to place it. But, you know, we do love jumbos here. And, and you know, I think our average loan amount is in that jumbo space for sure. Um, and people could trust us with that jumbo business. And we get tons of referrals from it too. Right,
0: right. I think the there's a, there's a slight difference in the way you care about a loan and i think part of that is that you don't do you did 20 plus million last month that's that's a huge number for an account executive for anybody but um how many units did you do right you did 11 12
1: 13 yeah it was, it was right around 13 units And mm-hmm.
0: so you know any other ae that i know of that did would do even close to that even 10 million would probably have 30 40 50 loans in that 10 million box, right? So it's harder for an account executive to care about each one of those loans like you do because you have less loans to care about, and but they're bigger. So I think there's something to that, right? It's like you have... It's kind of like, I mean, this is a weird example, but like, you know, if someone has like six kids, like how do they spend (laughs) that much time with each one of them, right? I mean, it's harder, even though you love them all the same, but you know, if you have less, you know, not telling you to have less kids, but it's just the reality, like it's hard to to give quality time to, you know, that many loans. Like you can give really good quality time because you only have so much bandwidth, you know, as a human. So... Is that do you see that too you're able to to really care and like really focus and give more time and effort to each loan that you get is that is that something that you find here
1: yeah definitely and i think the atmosphere kind of sets you up for that mm-hmm. um, you know having you know everybody here in one roof uh, mm-hmm. for the majority of it like you know upper management and underwriting staff and account managers right you no know, being able to 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 walk down the hall and say hey on the on the Johnson file, you know, can we get this this and this, or what else do we need, or you know, how can we move it along? You know, that's that's a big help in in my ability to fund these loans. You know, because mm-hmm. as we talked touched upon earlier on, we might have fifty to hundred documents in a file because right. there's are, you know, alternate based lending in the, in the, for example, bank statement it could be 12 or 24 a month alone mm-hmm. in just bank statements. Right. So you really do need to give that extra tender love and care. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to be in that environment to succeed is half the battle. That's good. Um, but yeah, you definitely, uh, watch these babies go across the finish line one step at a time, especially that, that 8.8 million, you really want to ensure that it keeps on the track, you know, make the extra phone calls, do what you can to, to get all across the finish line.
0: So where, I think some people watching, I know if I was watching this, I'd be kind of wondering where the heck do you find these big loans, right? Like $8.8 million loan, like you don't just stumble across that. Like where do you, do you, do you know, like, do you ever ask your brokers, like, hey, would you get this referral? Or I'm sure a lot of it comes from relationships and referrals and stuff like that. But do you have any examples that you could share with us and our viewers?
1: Yeah, I think the... I, right before this 8.8, I funded a 4.7 million the month before. Now you're just oh. bragging, dude. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, well, maybe I am a little bit, but no, that's good. Right. The way the way it arrived on both those scenarios is they were they were their clients for a long time. Right. And I think what we touched on multiple times over self-employed borrowers. <laughs> They're always they're always gonna try to succeed in every facet of their life. Sure. So maybe they had that 500k home like you know five years ago, and then Mm -hmm. one million home four years ago, and then two million, and blew up their business, and they're like, you know what? Now I'm now I'm having six kids, right? And I want that eight million dollar home. Yeah. So a lot of their clients are referrals from from they've seen
0: along the way. You know, grew in the business a long time, and and they just. Kind of helped them buy houses, and then just stayed in touch. And then, yeah, as they succeed and you succeed, you kind of stay together. And yeah, yeah, I, I think I can see that. Yeah, and that's how they got that business.
1: And thus, we advertised with the fifteen million. Right. My four point four, I met at a show in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, a conference, and uh, you know, not a lot of non-QM lenders at the time were advertising above two million. Right. You know, and we could go to fifteen, so it was you know no brainer, priced yeah. them out right there at the conference and kind of got going. That's good.
0: Yeah. So you enjoy doing the big loans. I do. I do. That's good. I do too. I think it, <laughs> I think it, it, it certainly is a different type of, it is. It is more work. I will say. Not always. Sometimes it's easier, right? right. I mean, because people have their shit together, and and in some ways and other ways, you know, they're 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 not. But um, you might find someone who has like all the help in the world. It's, you know, when it's a jumbo loan, that they can easily just have those people send send you the docs or you know and things like that. So it does help. Um, what do you consider jumbo lending? Do you consider it like? you know, million plus or 500,000 plus or kind of what's your definition? Yeah, for
1: my jumbo, I, I kind of consider anything above 2 million okay. uh, for me. Uh, I don't know if just from my mind, I think about above 2 million.
0: Yeah, that's um, kind of like super jumbo, I'd say.
1: Yeah, super jumbo. Um, just some non-QM lenders, you know, advertise quite a bit above, you know, X, Y, and Z to this loan amount. Right. So, you know, that's just kind of like my viewpoint. I, I, you know, if I really had to think about it, probably be around that range 1.5 plus. So. Yeah, that's good.
0: And that's kind of where you need to, you typically need two appraisals and Right. <laughs> Which kind of brings me to a good subject: appraisals. We've seen a dramatic uh, drop in disparity, and when you get because when you start getting into like the two million plus range or one and a half million plus, then you have to get two appraisals, and then you know you're ordering through AMC's, and then a lot of times one will come in you know way high, one will come in way low, and I think a lot of that um, has you know with our we've we've taken a real strong effort to make it, that make fix that problem. And I think part of that is, is through our appraisal firewall and, you know, our chief appraiser and all that stuff. What, um, have you seen a change ever since we've, we hired on a chief appraiser and, and, and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, have yeah, you seen kind yeah. of a shift in, in that? like, I know I remember way back when you started, we, we would get some appraisals that right. would be different. Like <laughs> yeah. crazy. Like it's like, how can one guy think this is a girl think this is a 3 million and the other one think it's a 4 million. Right. Like,
1: I remember I had one pretty bad that uh, we were trying to go for a four million value. One came in at four million, the other one came in at two million. Yeah, that's and, a big, uh, that's either fraud or right.
0: someone doesn't care and they're not paying attention right. or something weird's going on, right? Exactly,
1: so our chief appraiser did uh, right away, this is like right when he got on board, was able to rebut it and we got it up like 1.3 million, something ridiculous, which he did you know, mention that for an appraiser to come up that much you know, there's a huge issue with that, you know, yeah. with that level of value. And for us being in this space where we consistently do above, you know, 1.5 to, you know, 8, 9 million. Yeah. Appraisals are very important. Hugely you know. important. Yeah, LTVs, pricing. Just the ability to do a loan. If you if you get something, if you were going for a twenty one million dollar value and it came back at fifteen, you know, it's a massive difference. You're dead in the water, kind of. If depending on the loan amount that you're asking for, right? So, um, yeah, those conversations of of saying, "Hey, I mean, you know, this is a tough report, mm-hmm. million dollar less," has been few and far between in the last you know three or four months.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that that's that's I'm sure helped some somewhat to your volume. I mean, because right. without those appraisals, uh, with the right Values, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to close a deal. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, It doesn't matter what, how much income you
1: have, and things like that. Right,
0: right. Um, so you consistently put up big numbers, and I see you. You're here before I am, um, and oftentimes you're here after I am. Like, that's something you're working really hard. You're always there for your brokers. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're putting in the hours, you know what I mean? And it shows. So it's like some people put in hours and then they'll never, you know, they don't, they don't have the, the, the results like you do, but there's gotta be something beyond that, right? That's part of it. That's part. Like, you know, when I first started the company, I was working at nonstop 24 hours a day, you know, and like, I've been able to, to take off a little bit of time here and there because we're doing well and, and things. And there's guys like you working really hard but like what else is it what what other things attribute to you know your success would you say
1: yeah, I think it's you know my internal motor kind of just gets me going um, every day. Um, as you, do you know have like a routine in the morning. Like, do you just you know get kind up and looking
0: yourself in the mirror and right. saying, you can do this? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm commission only, right? Um, so nobody's driving this train but me. Right. Um, one thing I've learned from you guys a lot is nobody cares about your loans as much as you do. You know, That's so, so true. So I'll get on the road, you know, as early as five thirty in the morning, and you know, stay here recently until nine p.m. Um, not because you know, well, part of it's because I need to get better with time management and things like that. But you know, part of it too is you
0: must enjoy it a little bit, love it.
1: And yeah. these files are, you know, I, I look closely at the borrowers, and when I pre qualify, I, you know, I, I want to do it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of different types of programs to where, like, if something were to fall off the track for the slightest bit I already know in my head how we can cascade down so a lot of Mm -hmm. the times I'm spending troubleshooting and things like that with not not only you know everybody in this room but um you know our team out there you know and I think that drives the boat just as much as you know my work ethic or my time you know the team out there definitely
0: like if an underwriter wants to suspend a file they call you and they talk to you about it and you know like I think that's Something that let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about cover letters. Do you do you do that a lot? Like, do you make your brokers do cover letters, or do you help them do it? Or
1: the majority of the files, I'll do my own cover letter for the broker and for, for the, the file. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yes, because you know I I know how our staff works and our underwriting mm-hmm. team and our account managers and. I, I, you know, I speak to them with them daily, you yeah. know, and our underwriters will talk to brokers and, and, and you know, depending on what the circumstances are. Mm-hmm. But if I'm next to an underwriter every day, I know what they're kind of, what they're thinking, and I could kind of put into words before this happens, say, hey, this is what we had in file, this is what I was thinking, you know, hopefully we match up at the end.
0: And I think that shows, like, I don't know if you guys ever shop, like people shop at Macy's or Nordstrom's or whatever. I, like, I've been to Macy's before, and, you know, it's cheaper than Nordstrom, and <clears throat> but you look around and there's like nobody there to like help you, right? Like you're like, you have this in a different size and there's no one there. Like you can go up to the counter and there's still maybe nobody there. Like finally there might be someone there, but you go to Nordstrom and there's someone always asking, hey, can I get you sizes? Do you need this? Do you need that? And and, and as soon as you pay, they like walk around the counter, give you a pat on the back, hand, hand you your, you know, it's like a different experience, right? And like, I know, you know, our pricing's good, but maybe we're not like the scrapey bottom, you know, lowest price I know, and I know that matters in some cases, in a lot of cases, but it doesn't matter if the deal never closes, right? Especially if you have big, a big loan and, you know, and, and, so so I think service matters and what you're saying really kind of resonates with the service that we, you know, preach and that we talk about is 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 it's very important to a broker that they can, you know, make sure that they close this loan and they know that someone cares about it as much as they do on the other end. Because it's true, a lot of people don't care about a loan as much as the broker does. The broker cares a lot usually the next person to care is the is the processor right. and the processor does not care as much as the broker and then the next person after that is maybe like the, the owner of the company you know what i mean like there's very there's very limited people that care about a loan but when you have an ae like you who's fighting for that deal just as much as the broker is like as a team. And, and I know you're big on teams. You have your, you're into team now. Like, do you feel like you're a team member with a broker? Like, do you guys feel like you're a team like uh, with most of your brokers or how does that work?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I think, Speaking to your broker, you know, multiple times a day or a week, you know, every broker is going to be different. Some wanted you to call them once a week, want someone to talk to you every day. Right. You know, I have no problem talking to you every day. I have no problem calling you once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everybody's a little bit different, but I think getting to that level of understanding each other and saying, hey, like... Alexander, you only have to call me, you know, every other Tuesday or let's right. go over the conditions once. Mm-hmm. And we'll have everything. You know, <laughs> I have a broker that conditional approval comes out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I have everything on my desk. That's like awesome. Just, it just, you know, other brokers, you really have to, you know, kind of go through it. It might be the first on QM deal. They might need to talk to an underwriter, get mm-hmm. the full picture, you know, either way, I'm more than happy to do either one of those because at the end of the day, as long as we fund the loan, then it, it makes sense. You know, my, right. my, repeat brokers are getting more from the non-QM side. Mm-hmm. My first time broker, hopefully we slam, slammed it out of the park so he could have the, the confidence of getting more non-QM business too. Right, right. I and mean, that's equally as important.
0: I think when you do non-QM successfully and good and well, other business comes your way. So like, I think there's a people, a lot of people maybe watching. They're like, ah, I don't know if I want to get into non-QM or I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, but once you do it and you do it well, people start referring you loans. So I'm sure like, You've probably seen, you know, when you do a good job for a broker, they start sending you more business. And they probably get bit more business out of that too, right? I mean, like I know as an originator I've always um been getting I've always got referrals from people when I do do a good job and if it's a tricky hard loan. Because a lot of times they you know, I don't wanna say rich people, but just Entrepreneurs or self-employed people, they hang out, they talk, you know, just like everyone else. Like if you're a veteran and you have your specialty, your specialty is VA loans. Like they all hang, they talk to other veterans, right? And they, you know, there's just a circle that people have, a little sphere of influence in their in their groups. And I think there are like you know, entrepreneurs have groups and organizations that they're part of and they talk about stuff and they, oh yeah, I had trouble getting a loan. You oh, know, you should call my guy. And then, you know, it just turns into like more business right. when you're do, when you're good at something. And so I think having, you know, as a broke mortgage broker, having a, on your tool belt, having a really great non-QM, AE like you or a company like Fund Loans is, is a huge benefit to, to being able to get more referrals. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's... It it really helps. I mean, because you know, there's companies out there, and not going to name names, who do every kind of loan under the sun, mm-hmm. and then they have a non-QM product, right? And then it's like their underwriters are underwriting a FHA in the morning and a VA at lunch, and then they're doing a non trying to get a non-QM done before the end of the day, and it's like there's just no way right. they can do that. It's just it's like you know someone who's an eye doctor trying to do like you know ears or something different, right. you know, like yeah. just. You might not mess it up too bad. But, yeah. you, know. you don't want you oh, want <laughs> you want someone working on your eyes. That's an eye doctor. That's right, all they do, exactly. right? Only right. eyes. All right. So we've said in the past, we have some videos out, like that you know, we're the Spartans of non-QM, right? We're, we're we pride ourselves because this is what we do. This is what we focus on. Like what? Um, where have you seen that in your business? Like where being highly focused on something just makes it, makes you that much sharper, makes you that much better. Like the Spartans were special because they were professional soldiers, right? They were like, you know, in that movie we talked about, I think in in the, in the last podcast that, um, the 300 where like the Greek guys were like, you know, one's a potter, one's a baker, one's a, you know, fisherman or whatever. And then the other guys are all, that's all they do is they're fight, they're fighters, they're soldiers, they're professionally trained killers, so you know when like an AE at another company that's does a ton of different business, right? They got to remember FHA guidelines. They got to remember mm-hmm. all these different types of guidelines. Then to try to remember guidelines for non-QM, which are so different. You know you don't use the same type okay. of. I mean, a loan's a loan, but there is a lot of differences, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So have you ever gotten feedback from brokers that have said, "Hey." Wow, you know this like right off the top of your head, or you like you know this information, like I wanna work with you. Like have you seen that that happen, like where someone's talked to like a Carrington or someone right. like that and then they call you? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think I think quite a bit, especially with our bank
1: statement programs when yeah. <clears throat> the number one question I get usually after a bank statement scenario is like, How do you calculate income? Yeah. And then I say, Well, we have over eight different ways and they're like, What do you mean? Like <laughs> What do you mean, eight different ways? They're not used to that kind of level of options, you know? Right. And the way I explain it is you know, not every one fit way is going to fit every self employed borrower, right? You know, if you're a CPA that works from home or if you're a construction guy that has 100 employees, you know, it's not sure. fair to do a straight 50%, things like that. So usually when I have this conversation with the broker, they're like, holy cow, like you really do. Not, not one, know your stuff, but two, have the tools for me to be successful in my business. Right. And I think that's the name of the game. Giving our brokers tools for them to go get more business so we get more loans. Right. You know, not only in the jumbo space, but all, all non-QM yeah. uh, atmosphere in general. Uh, but, you know, going back to your Spartan reference, you know, I, I think one of the big things that they were you know, known for too, is the formation mm-hmm. and moving all in the same speed at the same time and knowing the role, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we really know our role here at Fun Loans in, in this non space. You know, we, we, as long as you move in the same direction, everybody's going the right direction.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's helpful when everyone's paddling the same way, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> when like, you've got a, you know, weak link, you're only as strong as that. Like, like mm-hmm. it, you got to have, and we one thing I will say that you've probably seen over the years, because you've worked here, what, how many years now? Uh, about a year and four months now, so a little over a year. But in that, because sh- non is still fairly new, right? I mean, it's it's starting to come of age, but um, you know, when you when we we really all work together as a team, part of that is because you know you've, we've done enough loans together, right. especially these big, tougher loans. We've done enough of those to where we can kind of see and through the experience, you know, you, it's like if you want, if you're going out on a on a trail somewhere like Machu Picchu or something, you want to, we want to want someone that's, you know, it's been there many times and can tell you where, like where to go. You don't want to go this way. There's scorpions or, you know, right. <laughs> like yeah. we've been there and we've been down this, this path so many times that we've finished these loans and especially the big ones that are tough. I mean, a lot of things that people don't understand about big loans is that there's, you know, unless you have billions of dollars as a, as a company, it's t- really tough to fund really large loans because one, the warehouse banks don't want you to do it. They're, they're like, oh, it's over our limit to, uh, the investors don't really, you know, they might say we want it, but then what if they don't, you know, after a certain point, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, we pool our loans together. We, we also have great relationships with, you know, our investors and, um, it's 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 a tough thing to do these big loans, but you've seen it. I mean, you know, it's it's. uh, you've, I, Tell us, tell tell a little bit. Do you have any stories about where a broker brought a loan to you, didn't like the price, maybe, and then left, and then came back because someone couldn't do it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell I, us about that. Yeah, I've I've heard you talk about that a few times. Yeah, and that's why
1: sometimes you know it's. I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it in the podcast, but usually the first conversation with the broker is about price, yep. and the second one is never about price because because <laughs> you realize there's so many people now doing non-CRM as you were mentioning. Maybe they might have like a traditional you know FHA program yeah. plus a non-CRM program, so they could blend the rates. Maybe I don't know what they do, but but you know they go there, they try to make it work, spend 30 days. And next thing I know, I get a call saying. Hey, remember that you know scenario? You know, do you take transit appraisals? And I love that question. Do you take transit <laughs> appraisals? Yes, I take transit appraisals. <laughs> yes, awesome. you could do your scenario because I remember. Yeah. yeah, I did your bank statement analysis. You know, you forty-five days ago. Right. Yeah. So now we're ready to go. Let's let's get it in. Yeah. Um, but you know, no 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 hard feelings. You know, right. at the end of the day can I service you better? Can I get you a loan? Can I get you a borrower loan? Yes. Okay, right. let's, let's do this. And then next time let's not have a conversation about price.
0: I think part of it is to like, say another lender, they only have maybe one or two ways of, of doing bank statements. Right. Let's say. And so they have their little narrow non-QM product. Right. And they maybe they have really good pricing on that non-QM pro- product, really low pricing. Right but only they're going to get a select number of loans that way. Correct. And, you know, you might price a loan out, you know, on the spectrum because you know, well, you're not going to fit in this little box, but we have these four other boxes. So you're going to quote them this box, Mm -hmm. not this box or this box, the lowest, where these guys don't even know it know any better because it's all they have is this box, non QM. Right. So... You know, you could have quoted and probably a rate very similar, right. but with the experience that you have, you are be like, hey, eh, you're not going to qualify for that. Right. Brokers typically are looking for the best rate, right. you know, when, unless they're very thorough and they, and they've done a lot, right. If they've done a lot and they know, ah, oh, it's not going to fit in that little box. I'm not going to risk it and waste 45 days with these guys. So, um, you know, one thing, I don't know if people do this ever, but like, do you ever tell your broker, well, why don't you just leave it here and run, Like, let us get it approved? Let's get it to DOCS. And if you get them to DOCS too at the four, you know, the three and a half percent or four, whatever the rate is, take that one, but, you know, at least don't waste time and let us get you to DOCS. Have you ever done that strategy or is that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's funny, I just kind of had a situation like that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was submitted with another lender. They you know, gave us a call. I knew exactly what program they were talking about based off what they were saying that they needed an exception for to get that one approved. Right. It was for the exception was for multiple bank statements for a bank statement loan. We have no limit to the amount of bank statements we could use, so I knew it was an exception for us in this in this prime program. Right. They were trying to go for this prime plus program, mm-hmm. which I knew what it was, and the rate was the same for us as it was for the competitor. Right. And I told them on the phone and said, "Look, we have the exact same prime plus. Mm-hmm. You're not going to qualify. Here's your rate for a prime." This is like an eighth of a rate. Right. I said, we could try it this way, but I'm letting you know, I know exactly why you're getting denied over there. But the good thing about us is we have all these other different options. Yeah. Yeah. They have one. We have a ton. So she brought it in. Condition approval out, you know, the next week, you know, they, I don't know if they ever got the exception, but next thing you know, we're ordering both appraisals. Yeah. So I am, you know, I, I will never dis, this, you know, dissuade my, my brokers to double submitting, what mm-hmm. have you, like you were mentioning. Um, because you know, if somebody else says they could do something at three and a half percent, you know, go ahead. David always mentions our EDP saying, go ahead, tell them to lock it <laughs> yeah. as soon as they can. Cause that's a great deal. Yeah. You know, and if we're off by a point or half a point, I know, you know, we'll match if it's like for like, um, but you know we believe in what we could do here, and you know I don't believe a concession is always warranted. You know if it's one of my repeat brokers that's you know really saying hey this is close, mm-hmm. then yeah let's have a conversation. But you know I, I believe in my ability to fund these things. That's good versus
0: everybody else's. Yeah, I like that. That's that's. I mean it's like being in the desert with no water. Like. You you there's no you'd trade anything you have for that water right it's like you, it's if you can if you can't close a loan then a three percent rate doesn't matter right. if it can't close yeah exactly you gotta you gotta just be realistic I think about you know I think people have to realize that yeah you know rate rates do matter but not if they can't qualify right yeah so.
1: another broker of mine just said we have to put a pause on an approval uh, on an appraisal which you already have back because. Somebody else told me they could get three and a half rate. You know, yeah. they're, they're not at three and a half bar. You know, we're doing 90% interest only, complicated tax returns. You know, we're using bonus off the new W-2 and the new pay stubs. So mm-hmm. just change businesses a year and four months ago. So
0: have you ever fired a broker? Like <laughs> just like Wasting your time so much that you're just like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> have I fired a broker? I've wanted to so many times. Um, but Nobody is watching, obviously.
1: Right? Nobody is watching, obviously. But, you know, um, that's not kind of my temperament sometimes, you know, in this business, you're
0: kind, you're a kind AE right. and, uh, anyone's lucky to have to work with you. So I, I get that you wouldn't just fire someone. I, and there are some AEs that I've, in my past where I worked with and they were like, Oh, it's John Maddox. I don't want to answer this. <laughs> he asked me the same question four or five times.
1: You know? Well, I, I flat out said, Hey, like, you know, um, Jim, you know, we talk to each other, you know, you know, not the best of ways. You know, do you still want to work together? Yeah. They're like, you know what, Alex, like yeah, I do. They'll call me back a week later, give me a new scenario. I'm like, okay, so we're on the same page. You know? yeah. I think as long as you're on the same page, you can have an honest conversation. And be like, hey, Jim, you know what? I'm sorry. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry too. And then it's like you go on move on because yeah. we're in the business of funding loans. You know, no hard feelings. We don't have to grab a beer afterwards. I right. would love to grab a beer if you want to. Yeah. But if you don't want to, no problem. You
0: know, just here, keep here to on help, doing business. Here to help lift, lift the loans across the (laughs) finish line. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. Um, so what do you like, what would you say you like best about, um, anything you could give, like any tips that you could give, like how, like besides the, obviously the uh, cover letter, um, what else kind of helps separate the bad loans from the good loans? Like what, like what are your brokers? What's a good tip for your brokers?
1: Yeah. Um, you know i think i think i get this more so with new brokers versus like experienced brokers but uh, you know
0: you'll you'll get like and I, again I'm not familiar with the FHA or the government loans but like well, that's a good thing because you, you have more you only have so much bandwidth in everyone's brains right it's like if you had all those guidelines in your head it, 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 you would be less effective I think yeah, um, yeah yeah, like we don't do
1: 100% down no yeah. like, no finance, like we don't have those products so sometimes when you get like a 90% loan of value like they're like oh what do you mean like we need your reserves like it's like uh, it it's just takes a little more time to go over those humps mm-hmm. uh, but but uh, I mean, my recommendation is, if you're a broker or a new broker or established broker, I would just I would text your AE like at weird times of the day, and just to see how fast he responds or if he does respond, you mm-hmm. know, because if he's responding, he's he's he knows the business, he's he's working the business. He might be at work, he might be at home, working, you know, just. Yeah. One of my brokers uh, called me. He was in Florida. he called me at 5:30 California time, and he was like, "Call me." And I answered. He's like, "Hey, I know it's 5:30, but you know, rise and shine, us <laughs> don't sleep." That's right. You know, and it was funny, but at the same time, like he knew I would always, you know, try to answer my phone. Sometimes right. you can't answer your phone. You no. know, if you're in a meeting. Showers. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> dinner with the wife. You know, mm-hmm. my wife got tired, <laughs> got tired of me answering. got tired of me answering the phone, but I still do. You know, but I, I'll be right back. You yeah. know, but yeah. but. Uh, you know, I would. You know, if I was a broker, I'd text my E at weird times. go, hey, what you doing?
0: You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to work on a loan? Right. I mean, it's uh, and, it's two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because if they're if they're up and they're at them, or if they're like you know responding at least, or if they you know don't. I mean, I it's, think it's what you're saying is you want like brokers should be looking for people that care about their loans as much as they do right exactly that's my point <laughs> I mean I, I if I was you know doing a lot of loans out there I would want to be working with any like that right. yeah you know? it's uh, it's hard to find someone that cares about a loan like you do you know what I mean like when you're the broker you're talking to the borrower it's all on your shoulders and when you have someone on the on the team that's like like very you know into it and making sure that the deal is going to get done and you can trust them, that that matters. It makes a lot, makes a huge difference. I think I just care about the bars in, in general. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're human beings, and then when, like, they're on, they're going to the closing table or they're, you know, they're, like, it matters. Right. Like, it's their life, right? It's not it's not just, like, numbers in a paper that you just saw. It's like, you know, there's humans on the other end of these who are, have to make their mortgage payments, but they also have to close or they have to, you know? Right, yeah. We don't close loans. We don't get paid. And that, you know, that's what we're here for. Exactly. Funding yeah. loans. Talk to, talk to us about Team Inda. Just give us a little... Kind of little overview of yeah, the team in there. Uh, so I hired uh, both my brothers, you
1: know, Quinn and Joseph Vinda, that were joined the team. I think they just finished month uh, one and a half, so to say, their second month. Cool. Uh, they funded just uh, north of two million their second month. Nice. Um, and they're on track to do just north of five million their third month. Nice. Um, they're just hungry. They're hungry, uh, and I, I obviously- They're, like, my sponges too. they're like sponges too, they're learning so much. Right, kind of like that Spartan on qm You mm-hmm. know, if I go right, they go right, kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they both bring completely different things to the table, and that's why I knew they would be good as a team, that's um, good. with me, you know, helping or guiding, and they help me too sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my, t- my plan is to grow the team to where we could deliver the service to all of our brokers, you know, to answer the phone call every time. And so if I don't answer, you know, Quinn and Joseph are get an answer and vice right. versa. Because um, my plan is to, you know, really take, you know, team into inside fund loans, you know, to my, I want to do 30 million as a unit mm-hmm. by the end of the year. And I think that's highly attainable. So Awesome kind of the brief overview. you. Here.
0: already thought about what you're going to spend it on? <laughs> no, not Well, uh, there's a
1: bunch of stuff we could, you know, <laughs> I want, to, want yeah. to, yeah, get a new house and things like that. But, you know, my wife wants to have kids in the next nice. year. Cool. Six, I, kids, I, six kids. Six kids. Six kids. Well, yeah, we'll do, do uh, six kids all the way next year. You know, just piling
0: it up. it's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, well, when you make good money, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're making money, you can have a lot of kids. But when you, you know, right. it's just, it's just great. Family's great, you know, having a having a goal, having a future you know, yeah. when you want your future to be is huge. Well this business is you get what you kinda of, you know, put into
1: it. You know, you if do. you're if you're a nine to five guy, you're gonna get a nine to five paycheck, you know, if you're if you're you know just grinding it out, you know, trying your best to do best, and you know, doing doing your internal work to learn the business and get better in your own aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you know pay some good dividends. You know?
0: Yeah, they say work smarter, not harder, but you can do both. Right. Work smarter and harder.
1: All right. Right? I need to work on being more efficient, but that's why I'm here from six to nine p.m. because obviously I'm not, you know. But
0: but I think you know you, you you as you like as you grow and as you get more experience, there's ways that you can you know, put together like a plan and then know like, okay, I got this covered with Joseph or this covered, you know, um, with your brothers you know like you can get you can put stuff in place to scale i think you know and i think that's what a lot of people do is they as they grow in their businesses and i think like you you know brokers they'll they'll hire assistant low right. assistants and they'll hire more processors or different you know you have a big team like there's big broker teams that do huge numbers and they just they just scale it they just know what they're good at they're they they know okay my highest and best is not doing the bank statement calculations i just can't do that, right? So I'm gonna have work. I'm gonna find someone that can take care of that. And my best is just be on the phone all day with borrowers. And so people make calls for them, and then they get them on the phone, and then you know they transfer. Like there's all kinds of ways you can leverage your highest and best use, I think. And then finding that, and knowing yourself, is a key to success. Like if you know you're good at this, do more of that, right? And if you know you're bad at this, don't do that. And have right. to hire someone else that's great at that. Put them in that seat like you said, with your brothers, like they both have different strengths, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, by doing that, you know, you're, uh, you're able to, to grow and scale your business, which is, it's just going to get you to 30 million sooner. Right, yeah, after six months we plan to be a
1: full Pistons, you know, right? yeah. Fire. So, broker visits, you know, everything, every which way to just show up at a broker office and say, hey, here we are, just let's go through every file you guys have
0: and all of us be subject matter experts. That's good. Well, how How does someone get approved with us and how does someone get to have you as their AE? it's quite easy to get approved
1: um, we utilize you know convergence and our broker package is is uh, pretty quick to go through um, we've just redone we just revamped the whole broker approval process um, so onboarding has been pretty uh, pretty efficient mm-hmm. and uh, with a nice greeting at the end um, uh, and, and once you get approved usually it takes about 24 to 48 hours uh, depending on the package um, and some things that the broker needs to collect um, then we could start submitting right away nice. Um to get uh, you know, we have a pool of AEs here in the office. We all have, you know, on the website you could find us, um, you know, LinkedIn, big presence there, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to find an AE right here at them
0: So you're not just in one state or one city, you, you can work with brokers in any part of the country that were that you know that they want to do loans in the states that we're licensed in and yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm closing
1: like, loans in Texas, Florida. Um, Hawaii Oregon Washington and California this year this month nice um, but we're licensing you know Colorado Utah Maine Wyoming yeah. um Did you say Georgia. Maine Maine uh, in Montana.
0: Montana. <laughs> Don't send us any mainlanders Not Maine. Montana, so, um. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, it, it, but we're we're adding states too. So it, like, there's a few others that are on 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 track to to be getting us to 20 states, I think, here soon. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, also, we have some announcements coming up pretty soon for automation, which is really cool. So some cool stuff coming from non QM. Even though we hate the name nonqm QM, it's what we do. Right, exactly. Anything else you want to leave the, the broker community today?
1: I mean, just uh, just be out there grinding, and I'll be grinding with you guys. You know, let's do it one line at a time. Not every loan is going to be easy, but, uh, but we're going to be able to get them done. That's awesome.
0: Please like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends about our podcast. It'll uh, not only help you, but help them, help us. And call Alex. Call me. <laughs> See you next time.